classical, so unpredictable Here on the SNL Network Yes, so welcome on in everybody to the Saturday Night Network here for this patron feedback show for week number seven, talking about the Kiki Palmer and SZA episode of Saturday Night Live and previewing the upcoming Steve Martin and Martin Short episode. I can't wait to talk about that. We had a very fun midweek promo that came out today, so I'm sure we'll talk about that among other things as we answer your questions tonight on the patron feedback show. That's what this show is. We get to talk with our biggest supporters of the podcast podcast each and every week and answer your questions which you can always send in via our social media and this week we got a ton of questions i'm so excited to answer them with some great guests tonight so up first let me introduce my man carlos rodella carlos how are you what's up i'm good what's up with you (laughs) from the budweiser commercial from the 90s i don't know how you doing i'm good i'm ready to talk about us and now yeah, I wasn't sure if I was should what's up with you. If you could what's up back. You could, what's and that would be less yeah. awkward. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There Casey, go. Casey has it. Um, for the first time on the podcast in season 48, if this guy goes back to the beginnings of everything we did here in the SNL Stats days, it's so great to get to talk to my friend Casey Killingsworth. Casey, how are you? I'm great, John. Um, yeah, thanks for asking. It's good to be finally back on the uh, SNL Network doing the patron feedback thing. Uh, you... You might notice a couple things different. I may look different and sound different because um, I'm on my phone due to some um, audio glitches with my computer. I think you look great. Yeah. 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 This will be the way to go. And yeah, the way um, you had it. that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm usually on these like an hour later, but um, tonight, yeah, tonight I'm on at uh, uh, seven my time, uh, nine your guys' time. I. I started a new job about six months ago where I, you know, I don't work as long hours, so it uh, allows me time to come home and time to be on this show earlier. So I'm sure that's easier on John's schedule. And and the job does keep me pretty busy. I work shorter hours, but um, I'm kind of mid-commute when the, like the Monday and Wednesday and Thursday night shows are going on. So that's why I've only been in the mm. last minutes on Saturdays, but but yeah, whatever, things have been going whatever we can get from you, Casey, we're happy to have you. So just uh, thrilled to have I'm, you back on the show. I'm happy to be here. And now that I've uh, updated you guys on my personal life, let's uh, get started with the rest of the show. Yeah, very excited to do that. And you might be saying to yourself, patient feedback show on a Wednesday night. Why is that happening? Well, yes, I was not available to do the patient feedback show tomorrow. So uh, Mike Murray and Nicole decided to swap the shows for this week. So we're going to have our by the number show tomorrow night at 830 p.m. Eastern. And Nicole will actually be out for that one. So it'll be Mike and Sammy K hosting together and having special guest Jamie Burwood from TV show graphs on that show. So they'll go through all the numbers of the week and start to talk about some really fun numbers related to what's coming up this week with Steve and Marty but before we get into the questions tonight we'd love to sort of check in on the season so far and how you guys are feeling Carlos we heard from you earlier in the season so I'll probably just go to Casey first on this one Casey Mm -hmm. how have you felt about season 48 through seven episodes I felt pretty good about it I like that we're sort of tiptoeing into a new era I know some people have said oh we got a new cast new logos new intros everything and it seems to some people say, oh, these are just cosmetic changes and the show is going to be the same. But they're, you know, experimenting with different uh, types of hosts like we saw with uh, Brendan Gleeson and uh, to some extent, uh, Megan the Stallion. Uh, there's it's been, you know, a bit rocky. I mean, Chappelle's a 
pretty divisive guy, no doubt about that. So I mean, he he did some strong sketches, but his monologue was a little iffy. But I'm pulling for season 48 so far, and you know, it's December, so we're at the point in each new era where they really um, they really establish themselves with this one memorable sketch. One like like this is the point in season 21, I believe, where you know, Will Ferrell bought us wake up and smile. And, you know, with Ferris Sherman on the show, there's plenty of potential for an, another spiritual successor to wake up and smile. And like this is a point in season 31 where, um, you know, Andy Samberg gave us Lazy Sunday and to you know, a light, slightly lesser extent, Dick in a Box in terms of just establishing new cast. But, you know, it's a, I'm excited because it's a real uh, make or break point of the season. And we're we're finally getting um, some some real solid hosts that are going to contribute a, a lot to the season hosts that are, you know, exciting people want to see. And yeah, I think there's nowhere else to go from here, but up in terms of uh, SNL season 48. So we're all, we're all pulling for you here. I love that. And I sort of feel that all of the featured players, we're watching them very closely through the next two episodes to see what they're going to put together per Casey's, you know, got comments on the season this is exactly the time where we might get something very special and i did feel like we sort of got something really cool from sarah last week maybe it wasn't exactly uh you know the dick in the box level or lazy sunday or wake up and smile as casey says but still that was something pretty big that i guess we'll talk about when we answer our questions but carlos how have you felt since we last spoke to you about the season yeah, I think um, I definitely am like pulling for him, just like all of us here on the show. It's exciting. It's weird. The whole season's been kind of, you know, a, a jumbled mess of things. Mess is the wrong word. That sounds negative. But it's just been different. Like each episode feels different from each episode. And that can be a good thing because like Casey's saying, like they're shaking it up. Um, I actually like the new graphics a lot. And I like the new cast. And, you know, I'm just interested. I'm, you know, my heart is with Sarah every time she does anything. And so it is fun to see her do some breakout sketches and stuff like that. And the news desk thing just last week. But yeah, I feel like each episode's a little different. And like, even like last episode, we got that weird stunt man one. What is that? The Forcingtons Ridge or something? Yes. Forcingtons Ridge. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I haven't really, someone else in the comments, which we'll talk about later in the show said like, they'd seen that before, but I don't remember seeing something in that particular way. So yeah, short answer is I like it. I'm just, uh, it's it's peculiar. It's a little peculiar. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't we get into some questions that we got this week, and then we're going to have throughout the questions, Carlos and Casey will talk about some of the sketches from the week as well. So we got a ton of questions this week, and I want to make sure we get to answer all of them. And so let's get started on these gentlemen, and we will take our first question, which comes in from our friend Monette Moratti, and Monette would like to know, should SNL continue on the trend of not doing music video sketches every episode, except when they have the right host, compared to something like last season, where it felt like there was one every single show. So this week, we had Big Boys come out, which feels like the first music video we've had in a while. 
written by and starring Punky Johnson and other members of the cast. But Punky was a very big part in creating this and uh, along with Vanessa Jackson and uh, Streeter Seidel as well this week. And this was, you know, had the SZA hook, had all the feels of the great music videos of SNL past. So let's tackle the sketch and Monette's question and talk about should SNL be doing these as much as possible or is every now and then the right amount of time? Carlos, I'll start with you on this one first. Yeah, for one thing, I can't stop singing the song. I mean, come on. It's it's catchy. As yeah. the kids say, it slaps. All right? It definitely slaps. Or I would say it's fire. But and So anyways, it's super catchy. I loved it immediately. It's playing in my head right now. <laughs> um, I will not try to sing it. But um, please yeah, do. I liked it. Okay. Is it a big boy? You need a big boy and a big boy. Okay, okay, good. And I will never do that again. But um, I like it when it makes sense. To answer the question from Monat, um, I think it makes sense in this uh, context. I also like it when, like, the music artist who's involved in it, like, you know, jumps in and gets involved in it. And you're, like, not normally seeing them in kind of a funny role. Like, they might just be the musical guest, but now they're in, like, a sketch. And usually you hear the crowd, you know, with a scissor, the same thing. The crowd's like, whoa, they're in it. You know, and that's a big deal for them. So I like it when it makes sense. Uh, so I agree that it shouldn't just be every episode, but I do like them a lot, you know, when they when they nail them. And so for me, it's about the artist. I feel like if you have a great artist that's on that night for musical guest and they're involved in it, it just it lifts it up a bit. You know what I mean? Casey, what do you think? Should SNL be doing these very often or is this something that we really need a special host and maybe a musical guest for? Yeah, I would agree with that, that they should do these just with the right hosts and the right musical guests. I mean, I feel like they're moving in the right direction with only uh, just doing with the right people, because we're coming out of the era where it's like every week with, you know, we got one with Pete Davidson and Chris Redd and Keenan and whoever the male host was that week. And I, they like they I'll obviously had secret aspirations of being rappers or R&B singers in case this whole you know comedy thing didn't work out. And it's like we got them you know, like every week and they kind of felt forced at times. But yeah, I'm glad that they I don't mind if they keep doing music videos, music pre-tapes. But, but um, as long as we're moving out of the as long as we're moving out of the air where it's like the same three cast members each time doing them. As long as they're giving us something different, then yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, I feel like the only two music videos I remember us getting this season were the Big Boys, which I uh, didn't really didn't really land with me, but it was Big Boys, and we got bought with uh, Megan the Stallion, and it's like her and Jack Harlow are the types of people that they should keep doing these music videos with, and and yeah, just keep doing them with different cast members. So as long as they're giving us something different each time, they I they can do as many music videos as they want or don't want. It's uh, as long as they're bringing something new to the table. I agree. I mean, I, for me, I think it's less about the host or the musical guest as much as it is about when do you have a really good concept and when should it be a music video? I think mm -hmm. in the days of the lonely Island, the era that I really just fell in love with. And I myself personally was making my own music videos at the time, like in high school, that was my thing. I loved, uh, <laughs> we made so many music videos. That was our video projects. And uh, the Lonely Island were such big inspirations for that. But we're not in that era anymore. Like now everybody's creating TikToks all the time and has their ability to produce music videos. So it's not as 
like novel of a concept to be able to produce a music video. So you have to really pick your moments in terms of having the right concept for one. And I think if you think about the ones that are successful since the time of the Lonely Island, it's ones like, you know, do it in my twin bed or back home ballers. Or in this case, I actually think this is a great example of big boys where you have like a unique concept and it's probably relevant to like maybe a certain time of the year and they have something like fresh that they want to put out and doing it as a music video is a good opportunity. I think that the ones that didn't work probably over the last few years as much is when we walked away being like, okay, like the rap was good, but like, why are they rapping about that? Like what yeah. does, you know, what does walking in Staten have to do with anything? So it's like, yeah, you know, that's the type of thing that I, I think you have to pick and choose your moments. Carlos, you agree? Yeah, I agree. And, and I agree with uh, Nick in the chat too about Punky because she killed it in that rap. Oh my goodness, I was like so excited for her to come out and be like, just destroy it. Yeah, yeah, it has to be uh, a funny concept. Or, or like, if we all relate to it, and then it's like also a song, then it's like, oh, cool. Like, this is a song about the thing that I can relate to. Yeah, Casey, did you like the sketch overall, though? You like Big Boys? Uh, yeah, it, it seems like the type of thing that would grow on me if I watched it more, but I haven't felt the need to you know, watch it more. Like, like I said, it just didn't, I'm clearly not a big boy. It, it didn't, uh, didn't yeah. really, I mean, I, I like, I like this season. I like, we got bought more than big boys, but yeah, they're kind of re they're kind of, they're learning to use like, use like Pete and red and Keenan is less as crutches since they're gone. Now they're figuring out, okay. Um, who, who, what other cast members can be, uh, can, you know, assist the host in these music videos. And so far they seem comfortable with the, the women. I mean, like Cecily, all the women in the cast, they give us a different take on just the music videos in general. All the women's ones have been about something different. So I think, um, yeah, that's a direction they should uh, keep going in. Also, John, right. we got we got to see some of those music videos you just talked about. I need to see those at some point. I'll tell you where to I'm find agree. them. Okay. Yeah. That'd be a great summer or off week thing. Just all of John's music videos. Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I had to bring it up. Maybe when we get to SNL Network 1000, that will be the thousandth episode oh, of the geez. podcast. Down there, but, all right, uh, we'll see. Yeah, we're, we're climbing up there. Um, so uh, let's take this next question from our friend Ike Moore. Ike said that uh, John, I said on the roundtable that I was wondering if the Keenan and Kelly sketch was a sign that Keenan was leaving the season. If that becomes true, do you think his send off will be a bigger deal than Wig leaving or even the finale that we had last season? So this is a big question, Ike. And in case you miss it on the roundtable, I really felt like you know, having Kel Mitchell on the show was the coup d'etat for Keenan to basically, you know, this is his ultimate moment. This is the final thing that's left on the bucket list. And perhaps maybe if we get a Kel Mitchell hosted season finale, that will be the sign that Keenan is departing the show. So Casey, what do you think of that? And what do you think of Ike's question where he says, you know, if this is the departure for Keenan coming up, will it be the biggest departure that we've had in the history of the show? I mean, you would think so, and ideally, yes, considering he's been on 20 years. I mean, he's been the like longest-tenured cast member ever, so you would think they're planning something big. But again, it's mid-season, and you know, if they're planning the 
Keenan and Kelly sketch to be his big send-offers last year. That obviously would have been, you know, closer to May. So I think, you know, there is he has pretty much hinted that he wants to he's trying to make it to 20 years at least before he leaves. And I believe this would be his 20th season. So I think this is probably the right time for Keenan and some other cast members to maybe leave, but we'll get to the other ones later. But yeah, I think it would make sense for Keenan to leave. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was his last season, but I think there we're halfway through the season. And if, they're planning a finale for him. It must be something much bigger than uh, just a Keenan and Kelly reunion, or, or maybe he just doesn't. Maybe he wants that Irish goodbye that Cecily says she wants. But it's it's up to him how. I mean, the show should send him off how he sees fit. But I'm interested to see what you know bigger and more eventful things he would want to do to. You know, stretch out his his last season, his like season long goodbye. So, let's see what uh, they they give us in May if he does announce that this is his uh, last season. Like a a cold open for him for sure. Like they gave Kate or whatever character that would be. Maybe a last uh, what up with that sketch where they really go all out. But I was gonna um, say that, yeah, yeah, that's probably his biggest thing. But yeah, just. I'd wait and see what uh, they want Keenan's big finale to be at this point. Yeah, if they did another what up with that and they had Lindsey Buckingham and then Kel Mitchell and then Finesse Mitchell, <laughs> maybe, oh. maybe maybe we got someone cooking there uh, for the final sketch, but that would be fun. Uh, Carlos, what do you think of this uh, question that we got here from Mike? Yeah, to finish that though, what up with that with Lindsey Buckingham and he actually interviews him this time. He actually yeah. talks to him. That would be perfect. And it's Bill Hader, right? So it's like... That would be a good one. I don't think he's leaving until um, 50. I think he I think he alluded to it in an interview. He was talking about Lorne, about him staying. And he, I don't know. Again, I just kind of read into it. But he said, like, you know, 50 would be a good time to stop. <laughs> so if he says 50 would be a good time to stop, I'm thinking that he's going to be there for a little while longer. And by the way, they have such a, a full cast. He doesn't have to be on every single thing for the next couple of years. So mark my words, I think he's staying until 50. And that's an awesome send off to be like, he did it. He made it to the end of 50. And that's like a big, you know, round number. I think that it's going to be a different send off. It'll be amazing. And I probably emotional. And I think we'll see emotion from him. It's going to be different than wig because wig is one of my favorite send offs ever. And I was crying and it was Mick Jagger and it was our cast, you know, John and I were super fans of Fred and Bill and, and Jason and stuff. So that was very, very special, but it'll be very special in its own right. And I think it'll be emotional. I think it'll be what up with that. And I think it's a season 50. Yeah. And yeah. let me be very clear about this. I am a huge fan of Keenan Thompson. And on Saturday Night Live, I would love to see him stay as really just as long as he wants to at this point. But I would prefer he leaves now than in season 50. I think that, you know, for the guy who's put in 20 years, who's been uh, statistically the most accomplished person in the history of the show monumentally probably one of the greatest cast members ever and we'll really have to stack that up you know as time goes by and once he's no longer on the show how his career really compares beyond longevity to some of the other greats but i think he should go now because i think that we'll have the opportunity to celebrate him more now Mm. than we would in 50 
I think that he would get overshadowed by the 50th celebrations, all the comebacks, all the hosts that we want to see return, potentially return for that season. I think now there's an opportunity potentially at the end of this season to invite all the friends of Keenan Thompson, all the great cast members throughout his 20 years on the show to come back and celebrate him. I think this is probably it would be more of a spectacle now than I think it would be at season 50. And there's not nothing to say that he can't return and host during season 50, if that's something that mm -hmm. he wants to do. So mm -hmm. um, that would, that's just my take on it. And, and to answer Ike's question directly, I do think it would be a freaking huge goodbye, probably as big as Chris and Wiggs. Yeah, no, that makes sense because 50, yeah, being overshadowed, that would be kind of tough because it's already like so much stuff is going on for 50, but well, we'll see. Yeah, and to just piggyback off what you guys were saying real quick. Yeah, I read that interview and I kind of took it to say, I kind of took to mean he doesn't want to be there without Lauren because he was saying, oh, without Lauren, you know, NBC can just get in another producer and we can just, they can mess with this new producer, mess with the budget. It wouldn't, he literally said it wouldn't be worth it because it wouldn't be the same show he spent what two decades of his life on. So I think, yeah, it would be best for Keith keenan to leave this season and then maybe season 50 he could host and then if they do a 50th anniversary special like the 40th 25th you probably will they could have his own special tribute segment here's to keenan the longest serving cast member in snl history so i think that would be uh, more befitting of his legacy and and i'm gonna add carlos that um i'd say bill Hader and fred armison definitely top my list of cast member departures that brought me to tears that mm. um, that's that for me yeah wait let, and let me piggyback one more time and then this question will never be over but i would say this though too as someone who makes comedy every single day when you're somewhere where you would really enjoy it and i'm like trying to get to that place right now and get a cast of people i can work with it's all of what we're saying is easier said than done because it's like you know you hear the stories all the time of people are like ah i miss it you know when they're gone and it, to, to, to leave and go like, well, I can't be with my friends and, and play anymore. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's not as easy as a, a decision sometimes, I think. Because that's, I mean, what a, what a treat to be able to, to be in that spot. For sure. Okay, let's transition while we're talking about Keenan over to this next question from Thomas. And we talked about, you know, this grandiose potential monumental event that we can get one day from Keenan. But Thomas wants to know, there has been some chatter among SNL fans this season that Keenan seems to be checked out. Have you noticed this at all? Do you think this could be just a case of viewer fatigue? So obviously this is Thomas's perspective and what he's seeing among online chatter of people feeling that Keenan's checked out a little bit. Casey, do you agree? Have you seen this at all? I mean, the only hints of this or shades of this I've seen was it's like he's he doesn't seem to care as much about like barely keeping himself from breaking or laughing. You can tell he's, I mean, he's a pro about not doing it, but you can tell he's obviously trying not to do it when he does it. Like, like the, the, the courtroom sketch in Amy Schumer, when they start singing midnights, but it's not Taylor Swift. It's fun. That, that jumps out at me. He was about to crack up there. And also his, can we talk about his Herschel Walker impression? Because I think this will be the last time that we can. Cause, um, sure. I, I'd say he doesn't seem to be given his all to that because I think he thinks, I think he's on our side with the Her Herschel Walker thing where, you know, someone's got to play him. I guess it's got to be me, but I think he 
he might agree with us that the real Herschel Walker is just so ridiculous. He's already a unintentional parody of himself that uh, he doesn't need Keenan or anyone to, to play him. Like, like we don't need more jokes about Herschel Walker. The man's already a, a walking joke anyway. And I, I just heard he lost that election. So, yeah. Uh, so we won't be seeing so much of that just silliness and stupidity overload from him. But yeah, if you, I am starting to see sort of some of the cracks in the facade that he was talking about. So maybe, and you know, people can only do that so long before they can, you know, they you know, physically age out of the whole hectic six days to week long hours air, like Andy Samberg talked about that once. So, yeah, the, I think the cracks are starting to show. And um, again, it, it it would probably be best for him to leave, uh, not just for his own sake, not just for his uh, his career's sake. So I definitely see what Thomas is saying there. Okay, Carlos, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I really don't as much. I feel like, you know, you're this long in. Um, you, you definitely deserve the ability to break more. <laughs> it's like... It's fine. You didn't break a million times in a row. And the other thing is he has a he has that production company, right? Like yeah. he's doing a ton of stuff outside of the show, including creating another show and on it. So I think he, he if some of it comes across, it's just like anybody else at a job. You're like, yeah, they were tired, you know, and that might be the case for a couple of things I've seen him in. I think the Herschel Walker case, they shouldn't have had Herschel Walker in that sketch. Oh, sorry. They shouldn't have had him in that sketch. I just like, there's no joke there. Almost to your point, Casey, there's like, we get it. There's it's already, he's a joke. It's not, um, I'm not being political, but it's just like, he's already like, it's ridiculous. The things he says. So that's it. Like, it's like, uh, you don't need to do that sketch. So I think that that's the only reason why he didn't work in that sketch. There was nothing really to say, but the short answer is I don't see his energy dipping. Really. I think every once in a while and some night he might be tired from doing a million other things. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't really see it, to be honest. I think if anything, like I could criticize maybe the fact that he hasn't had like a lead role in particular in any sketch, maybe besides the Herschel Walker stuff. So and, and even then, do we would we say that's a lead role or anchoring any particular sketch? Probably not. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's the only thing that maybe in this season he's sort of taken a step back on, which I'm OK with. And then you know, as far as like sketches overall, he's been in 32 by my count so far this season. That's the most of anybody. So it seems that, uh, and, and if Cecily was there for the entire season, just she'd be on pace at least to top her, uh, to top uh, Keenan. So I would say it's, you know, pretty much been in the most sketches this season being written for by everybody. As far as people are concerned, especially when you have young people on the cast that you're trying to integrate into the show, What's the best thing to do? Write them in a sketch with Keenan, who's an ultimate pro to help guide them and learn how to be a good sketch, you know, have the ability to do sketches. So for me, I'm not seeing it. I think he's just been the ultimate chameleon that he's always been his entire time at the show, which is adapting to the circumstance of what the show needs from him. And I think we are going to see some really fun moments from him, similar to we got like that home video sketch last season, which was like one of, to me, like a, an all-time great Keenan sketch that we got in season 47, his 19th year at the show. I think we'll get one or two of those this year. And then for the rest, he's going to be uh, a B player in a bunch of sketches and just continue to push the sketch forward. Well, that's actually a really good point because he's not doing what what up with that, right? Like he's not doing, like you said, like these breakout moments. And so we're going like, well, he's just phoning it in, but he's not. He's just, like you said, another B or C role 
that he's just kind of fulfilling. So I think once we see him in a, yeah, a, a more uh, breakout moment, then we can test that energy. But I think it's there. Yeah. As uh, Steve Martin would say, he's not going to phone it in. Okay. No. <laughs> let's let's take this next question from Haley McLaughlin. Haley would like to know, I feel, and this is Haley speaking, I feel like Mikey Day is getting used more or used differently so far this season. I can't quite explain it, but I feel like it's signaling the end of his time as a cast member. Does anyone else feel this way or is it just me? So, Carlos, what do you think? Is Has Mikey been used differently this season? I don't know. I maybe maybe a little bit in some sketches. I don't a lot of these questions foreshadowing are about people leaving. And again, this is what's going to happen when you've been on the show for a long time. I will say this. I love Mikey Day and he does play a similar role lots of times. A lot of straight man, like just blown away by whatever's happening. Like you're talking about what now? What? <laughs> like that's like a standard. So I get a little tired of just having him be in that role. So if he gets to get more things now, especially even before he leaves, in quotes, that's great. Um, but I, in particular question, I don't think I've seen him in a ton of different things. I feel like I've seen him in a lot of things that I would think he should be in, like that role. Yeah. Can I just make a, an interesting call before I go to Casey? I wouldn't mind if Mikey decided to leave the cast and stayed on as a writer. I wouldn't hate that. Hmm, interesting. I, yeah, I, I really wouldn't. Like, I, I don't know if that's, uh, it's hard to think of like scenarios in modern days where people have done stuff like that, but I wouldn't mind if he stayed on as a writer and, uh, you know, sort of just like, like let the younger people come in after this year. Casey, thoughts on that and to Haley's question. Well, I mean, Mikey Day has uh, such, well, Mikey Day and his writing partner, Streeter Seidel, they have such distinct, uh, comedic voices that we've kind of seen to the point of uh, some fans I know have just gotten sick of just these wacky town Mikey and Studer sketches that um, maybe, you know, I'd more like to see, you know, some other newer writers uh, just fill that role and maybe let Mikey uh, leave the show entirely and move on to his next thing. And uh, yeah, I was going to, to Carlos's first point, I was going to say, I, I'd say he's being used differently because I can't remember a sketch this season where he's just reacted incredulously to the weirdness of his surroundings. I've seen other cast members do that. So maybe they're, they know he's leaving and they're testing the waters to see which, who's going to be the next Mikey reacts or Keenan reacts. Who's the best reactor to weirdness in the cast. But I do I do think Mikey Day is leaving. I think he wants to leave, but I have my kind of my own separate theory about it that you may have seen. Um, if you've, you may have read this on my blog when, uh, if you read my Jack Harlow review, but um, the fact that they bought back Tom Hanks and Bobby Moynihan mainly to do another David S. Pumpkin sketch. I mean, maybe Jack Harlow just said he wanted that, but um the fact that they did that signals to me that, you know, maybe Mikey just wants to, maybe he's reflecting, maybe he wants to, you know, bookend his uh, SNL career. He knows David S. Pumpkins. He wrote that with Streeter and he knows that's the, the biggest hit out of all the sketches he's written. So maybe he wants to reflect a bit and you pull out all, maybe this season will be Mikey Day's greatest hits and he wants to bookend. Oh, interesting. So if we see maybe Larry David come back for another Kevin Roberts sketch or uh, oh, maybe 
maybe J-Lo or Margot Robbie come back or some other attractive female host do one more Matt Shat sketch. I think I I think we'll all see those and think, hey, maybe Casey was on to something here before Mikey announces his uh, departure. And also maybe it's like um, he thinks, well, is the people he used he came up with and used to work with a lot. Alex Moffat's gone. Melissa V. Senor is gone. It's like every group of three, there's, you know, one straggler stays behind that one season. Spade was one of them, David Spade, and I think Mikey is another. And we'll get to a third one that I know is a straggler of their group later. But, yeah, I think Mikey is uh, recognizing his, his time to leave because he's been there like six years as a cast member and nine, if you count, when he was a writer. So he doesn't really want to old Keenan numbers I don't think he wants to you know quit while he's ahead so I think it is Mikey's time to leave and he recognized that and wants to move on but you know wants to wants to reflect dude Kevin Roberts I'm sorry you had to you brought it up and as soon as you did all I heard is get a bitch get a donut and said head said that in chat oh my goodness I love Kevin Roberts yeah I, I think that is true. So both things could be true. He could be headed towards a departure at the end of the season. But also, I know that when the David S. Pumpkins thing happened during the Harlow episode, that did happen fairly organically. Like it wasn't just, okay, this is, you know, starting to become the Mikey departure. It just so happens. I believe that Tom Hanks's wife was in town for a performance and Tom mm. called called Lauren and was like, by the way, I'm around this week if you needed anything for me because they were in New York. So and then it's just sort of was like, hey, Tom Hanks is here. Let's get Bobby. And then they just put it together. But I don't know that they were like, OK, this is going to be like part of the pre constructed plan for Mikey for this season. So both things could be true. Be interesting to follow as we get keep going. Also, I'll say this before we leave this question. I would love to see Mikey Day kind of to the point we've been talking about be writing and like Tim Robinson did, which is one of my favorite shows I bring up every episode. I think you should leave, which everybody in chat should go watch. He could do a show like that with his writing partner, like in a second. And I'd watch the crap out of that. So let's move on and take this question from Eric Goding. Eric would like to know, did we get too much Cecily strong this week? It seemed to me that she mostly served to elevate, uh, elevate Kiki, but she was in almost every sketch. So I'm sure Others will feel differently. All right. Carlos, I'll start with you on this one. What do you think? Did we get too much of Cecily this week? I mean, it's impossible for me to ever get too much of Cecily. That's the first question or answered um, first statement. Uh, the second thing is I didn't think she should have been the ultrasound sketch at all. Like at all. Like at all. <laughs> it really didn't make sense to me. Like just to have that weird reaction that she can do at the end. I was like. And she was kind of breaking the whole time, which is kind of fun. But so that's the only time I maybe people are seeing that going like, did we have too much of her? Because I don't think she should have been in that sketch. But besides that, no, because, again, we don't know when she's leaving either. And so I'd rather just have as much as I can of her right now. Um, again, if the sketch makes sense. So, yeah, it's like two answers, because if the sketch doesn't make sense, like the ultrasound one, I don't think we needed her in that. 
Yeah, let me also combine this question from our friend Curly Joe as well. And then Casey, I'll go to you for the answers on both. Curly wants to know, has Cecily run her course? The general consensus among everyone except her diehard fans was that forcing Tins Ridge was very tired and something we have seen many times. So from Eric, do we get too much Cecily? And Curly wants to know, has Cecily run her course on the show? Casey, what are your thoughts? I mean, you like I was saying, I think maybe... Maybe Cecily has run her course, but I, I would be kind of indifferent on her leaving because I've always really liked Cecily. I've never really had a problem with her as a cast member. The only thing I can say that's even slightly critical is that I'm I'm not a big fan of like the the overly campy stuff she would do that guys like James Anderson and Kent Supplett would write because that's because just because I'm not the audience for that and like her and Bowen do a lot of that stuff together that I'm not big on. I, I mean, yeah, Cecily's done a lot of great performances. She's pretty solid and reliable and Bowen, you know, on his own has done a lot of great, you know, borderline absurdist stuff, but um, I can only take so much of them together. But um, I, I think this, this week, uh, I think she was just used a lot because she just gelled the most with the host Kiki. And I, I think it was just uh, them being at the right place at the right time, just, you know, find out they have chemistry and want to do stuff together. And you do have to keep in mind that, um, that she did miss uh, two or three episodes this season. So maybe she and the show, want to make up for that because she's one of the few veterans left that uh, people recognize. So I, and I do think she is the, like the spade Mikey straggler of the group of her and Kate and 80 who are gone. And yeah, I mean, if, if Kate and 80 are leaving, I think, um, you know, it might make sense for Cecily to leave along with them. Um, but, you know, again, it's, I mean, she'll be fine without the show. The show will be fine without her, but they're already doing good with her in the first place. So it's, yeah, you know, it's hard to say, but, you know, she she has been on a decade and she's she's had a, a great long run. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's up to her, really. It's her call. But, um, yeah, maybe, maybe it is time for her to move. Yeah, let me go over some of the stats that we got so far from Cecily through her four episodes at the show. And I'll say we'll take out that one episode, the Chappelle episode, where she was only in the cold open and didn't really participate in the rest of the episode. So really, she's only been in three episodes this season out of seven. In episode four, Jack Harlow, she's in six sketches. In the Amy Schumer episode, she's in eight sketches. And in the Kiki Palmer episode, she's in seven sketches. So those are really high numbers as far as like average sketches. She's averaging seven sketches this season. That's, that's like a very, very high number, like historically. Um, some of the greats of the show average like five sketches, uh, you know, depending on the era or whatever it is. But like, you know, that's very, very high uh, for a season so far. And it's a small sample size. But I think... You know, I'm starting to get a, an idea of like when Cecily is clicking with the audience and when her involvement in the show seems to be working and when it's not. And I could see it through the numbers themselves. And I do find that uh, in a couple episodes this season, including the Jack Harlow and the, and the Schumer episode, the rest of the female cast did not seem to be affected by Cecily's roles in the episode. So 
it, you know, from a producer standpoint, Cecily does not replace Heidi Gardner. Cecily does not replace Chloe Feynman. They have their own particular roles in the sketches, and it makes sense to then add a Cecily Strong type to the sketch. However, in the Kiki Palmer episode, it was very clear to me from not only a numbers perspective, but, you know, through the eyeball test that a lot of the Cecily roles could have gone to a Heidi or could have gone to a, a, um, a Chloe. And, you know, you'll see that reflected in the fact that Heidi was only in three things. Chloe had her worst night of the season in only two things. And that's the case where I think there's problems with having Cecily Strong, uh, you know, impacting the show in this way, because we're, we are trying to move forward with trying to understand who these new cast members are and let them build on the show. And when you have uh, a veteran replacing roles from a lot of the younger people that we're pushing to see a little bit more, then I think that's where the audience starts to, you know, push back on having her at the show because I'm not upset that Cecily Strong is in this season. I just think that there's certain episodes where she's probably used in a way that she shouldn't be at this point in her career. Yeah. And I think that's kind of goes back to the reason why I didn't want her in that sketch. Uh, although some people in chat liked it, which is fine, but like Chloe, I think would have done great in that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, when you do when you do put it in the terms of you know Cecily's been around for three different eras of uh, female cast members, three different casts, and you know she's the last remnant of her era. It might be time for her to move on and let the newer people shine in an already overstuffed cast. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, and I'll say just to put a light note on it, I I think we are going to get a couple gems before the end of the season from Cecily, who is an all time great. So I'm excited to see what we get from her, and I just hope that they use her uh, the way that we'd love to see it. Okay, let's take this next question from our friend Blood Meridian, and Blood wants to know: as this season's been going along, I've been noticing a lot of sketches revolving around brands, much more than last season which had more of a traditional feel in its sketches. Whether practically doing an ad, an ad live on the air like that Arby sketch or making the brand the major focus of the sketch, such as the Hello Kitty piece in the latest episode. While these haven't been working for me as a person that enjoys more premise-driven and original sketch writing, these sketches are making me intrigued and question if they are SNL's way to try and be in the moment in our current age. So what do you guys feel about these sketches and what do they mean? Thanks as always for the great work. Thanks for the great question, Blood. Casey, what do you think? What do you think about SNL producing more brand sketches? Boy, that, that that's a question. I'm going to wing it on this because I feel like I didn't really have adequate time to prepare for like a nine-part question like that. <laughs> we're, we're still cool. It's just very dense. But I'll start by saying... The Arby's thing I kind of tuned out of for like a couple different reasons because it's, first of all, it's like, you know, who hasn't made fun of Arby's by this point? That was like a staple of John Stewart used to make fun of him on The Daily Show all the time. And that SNL, that sketch felt like it more should have been a family guy cutaway than an SNL sketch. And when you look at it more closely, it's like, yeah, they're making fun of Arby's for, you know, given us so much, so many mountains of roast beef for so little price. And then people are just Mikey daying it up like what? And then, well, look at what Taco Bell's selling. Look at these other restaurants. Their, their prices are way out of whack. They give you more stuff for even cheaper. So we look pretty reasonable. That felt like, um, like, uh, an ad wrapped in a sketch. He's right about that one. Like, 
like I said this, um, I don't know if I said this on the blog, but I, that sketch did remind me of a tweet from like 10 years ago. I want to say someone tweeted the fact that Burger King can afford to sell you like 10 of their chicken nuggets for a dollar 49. That should concern you and not entice you. I was like, well, that if that can be just a tweet, if that can be summed up in a tweet succinctly, why does it need to be a sketch other than to to fill time or to placate a potential advertiser? So I'm I I see what Blood's saying. I'm not as big on that. The the Hello Kitty thing is just I I don't think they did that to please any advertiser because why would Sanrio? Why would the makers of Hello Kitty be advertising on SNL? It's very much not a show aimed at kids. It's not on Nickelodeon or Disney. It's why would they advertise toys late at or night? Cats. Yeah. Why would they advertise anything? Hello Kitty at nights. I think they just picked Hello Kitty for just the sheer, just balls to the wall absurdity of that. And they just ran with it. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't really mind real brands being mentioned um, in sketches as much as some people, as long as there's, an actual joke behind it and you know they can maybe they show later they can take a joke uh like on social media maybe if some i think i just thought of the uh the sarah lee uh, instagram sketch from harry styles episode that was again another sketch like hello kitty that was just funny because of the sheer craziness of it and sarah lee showed they I don't remember what the tweet was or anything, but I remember they responded showing, yeah, we get the joke. We're proud to have been made fun of on SNL, yeah. but it's history of satire. And yeah, if like a brand like Sarah Lee can respond like that, maybe Hello Kitty will respond. Um, yeah. As long as there's an actual idea or a joke behind the sketch and you can, you can tell it's not, you know, you know, brown nosing a potential advertiser like Arby's or, Anything they've done, you know, on Jeff Bezos or Amazon, particularly Joe stuff. I, I, I don't mind real brands being mentioned in sketches as long as there is a, a joke behind and there's a point to it. Because, you know, back a few years ago, they said there was going to be less actual commercial time on SNL and more like plans to integrate brands into sketches. And like, I thought of the... You know, that, that Burger King drive through sketch that Emily Blunt did in season 42, that was the closest thing to that. But that, yeah. again, that, that just, never happened, by the way. Just wanted to like clarify. So I know some yeah, of our yeah, listeners ask that a lot. Yeah, it never happened. Yeah. I saw no evidence of that, and I'm not seeing evidence of that anymore. So as long as there's no evidence of odds and integration, I'm okay with real brands being mentioned in SNL sketches in a funny way. For sure. Carlos, I feel like tackling brands is the same as tackling celebrities. Like if you have the right hook on them, then go for it. Yeah, we, we say this a lot, I think, on the show and I repeat it a lot, which is like, where's the joke? You know, what's where's the bit? If it's good, it's good. And it, and it can be attached to a brand or a celebrity. And that's fine. Um, speaking really quickly of the Arby's, I think that should have been a pre-tape because it's got like you, like Casey's saying, it's like a tweet. It's like a funny little thing. And even I laughed at like, oh, yeah, I remember that idea that they can sell us a million pounds of meat for one dollar. That's ridiculous. If it was a quick pre-tape, I thought that would have been fine. I don't think the Hello Kitty sketch should have been Hello Kitty. It didn't serve anything at all. So um, I think that was just like Bowen uh, freaking out and Kiki like freaking out. Like that's the the bit there. 
Wasn't um, the whole but, thing that they didn't know if it was a cat or a little girl? A cat or a little girl, but the, they were saying it's a little girl, and it was just Kiki and Bowen freaking out that it was a little girl because obviously it's a cat. So Sanrio's been around for years. That's why that also doesn't work because there's anime. There's, you know, it's it's a well-known thing that that's a cat. So I don't get that one at all, but I love their performance in it. But I'll say this about brands. Like, I'm so glad this question came up because I can mention one of my favorite sketches of all time. Or two of them, uh, almost pizza, incredible. And the, that I like the brands when they're fake brands, like the best. Almost pizza is obviously not a brand. I hope it not. I hope it isn't. Um, but so, like for me, I love when they kind of like get close to a brand and just make up their own version of it. But to our point, really, Totino's, right? That sketch was amazing, or that series of sketches, and it wasn't really about Totino's. So it was just really weird and about the you know, the, the variation of like when the woman is making stuff for the, the guys and that kind of dynamic, that's what it was about, you know, and she's in the kitchen and they're doing the game. So, and then the other one, the Italian restaurant, I love because that one actually mentions pizza hut in a positive way. And they're like, this is what we, we make, you know, really good pasta meals. You didn't know. So you could call that a ad, but it's because, well, I'm talking about the Ryan Gosling one and Cecily just destroying and so, like, that's really funny because, again, it's funny. That's that's it. Like, I'm kind of just saying what John's saying. No, you did, you did great. I mean, I, I agree completely. I don't have any issue with brand sketches, to be honest, as long as there's a hook. So, uh, I, but I do feel like this Arby's one, and I think some people in the chat were asking who wrote it. I think it was Mikey and Streeter uh, for this one. Uh, but what I really, uh, what I really thought was weird, which I didn't get to talk about on Monday, but is this was sort of a sketch wrapped in a sketch where you had this moment, which I think to me was my favorite Cecily moment of the night. Do not shame me! Not in my debut Arby's commercial! See, that had nothing to do with anything else. No. And it was a throwaway line, and it totally elevated the sketch for me. And I was like, that was it there. Yeah. Yeah, and it came out of nowhere, it feels like. I was like, I thought I got what the, what they were doing. And then, and then that was happening. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's take this next question we have here from our friend Jeremy. Jeremy would like to know, uh, okay, well, now we're going to turn our attention to questions about this coming week. So we had a lot of fun talking about Kiki Palmer, but now we got Stephen Marty coming up. So let's take some questions, and we'll start with this one from Jeremy, where Jeremy wants to know, which cast member are you most excited to see interact with Steve and Martin? Oli Keenan is left from the last time he hosted, and I think he hasn't interacted with too many cast members whenever he has cameoed since. Yeah, so from my recollection, he's cameoed a bunch since 2009. I think mostly, the only, I, I think the only cast members he maybe has been in a sketch with is perhaps Cecily. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I think he was with James Austin Johnson in that Five Timers Club sketch last season. But really, I don't think he's interacted with many of the cast over the years. Uh, Martin Short, probably more than Steve in modern times. Casey, anyone in particular excited to see interact with our host coming up? I'm going to say that I think Sarah Sherman and Marcelo Duran would. I'm excited the most to see at least interact with Martin Short because they're the only two. Uh, I can see being able to just match his energy and for just Sarah Sherman to bring her chaos to a Martin short sketch. I'm, I'm excited for that to potentially happen too. And um, I'd say uh, behind them, maybe um, Ego and Bone and Chloe would have, um, I, I think they'd just kind of gel well with some of shorts 
you know, campier Jiminy Glick like tendencies. So they'd interact well. Um, yeah, those, those are the cast members I'm most excited seeing uh, next week interact with both of us, really. Carlos, anyone you are excited to see interact with our hosts? Yeah, I'll repeat uh, what Casey said and say Sarah and Martin Short. Come on, that has to happen. It has to. They're just, they're both the same energy level. Um, they'll out scream each other. It has to happen. We've got to manifest that. Um, I think Steve Martin and, and Michael Longfellow, right? That seems like, because he's got, he, oh, they were in the pre-tape. They were in the, um, the, uh, yeah, the one that came out today on yeah, uh, yeah. social media. So, yeah. I guess that's probably what's, you know, coming up with my idea for it because I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, that works perfect. Like that could just be a show like they're like back and forth. So I have a feeling that's going to happen on the show. Um, and then I just want to see them interact with PDD. I mean, come on. It's such an opportunity. They're both so smart and so tenured and so incredible to just throw them in uh, some sort of please don't destroy would be amazing. That would be fun. And you know, by the way, everyone's like, okay, we talked about new era vibes. It's not a new era. It feels old. It feels all the same. I keep seeing that online. Well, you know how you get some new era vibes when you see a host coming in and you're excited for all the new people to interact with them. That's, mm -hmm. you know, that's how you know that you feel like you could get something fresh on the show. So, of course, you know, if we if it's just Cecily and Keenan with Steve and Marty all week, then I guess we can be disappointed in that. But I think we're all excited to see what all these new people can do with the hosts. And I, in particular, agree. I mean, Sarah Sherman, I talked about this on Monday really becoming for me like the future star of the show i am very pumped to get to see what she could potentially do with steve martin especially i know martin short seems to match more like you know energy wise but i i'm excited to just see them together i don't know i just i, I can't wait it's so exciting all right let's take this next question that came in from sophie kra 09 on instagram will steve martin and martin short have a musical monologue after the cold open so a prediction from you carlos will we see a musical monologue this week yeah, they like to sing a lot, don't they? I mean, I don't know. They, I mean, they could rely on the cast coming in a lot, I think, on their monologue. Um, and I like the idea of them pulling off like the the old timers, like just like poo-pooing everybody who comes in to the sketch. Like, yeah, yeah, we got it. Something to do with that I can see happening. Um, I don't know about the song. They do like singing. I don't know. Okay, Casey, do you think we're going to get some banjo playing or any type of song log? Well, I can, I'm pretty confident that Steve Martin will try to play the banjo. He did a whole banjo number the last time he hosted, and everyone kind of made fun of him for how corny it was. But, um, I mean, I think we'll see that. I mean, he's Brandy Carlisle's musical guest. I know they've toured together, so pairing Steve and Brandy would, uh, even just for a, a banjo number, would be, uh, probably be a great idea but martin short i mean i can't remember when the past times martin short's hosted the show i can't remember him not doing a big sweeping sprawling musical number for the monologue and he always he always just kills it just brings a you know big song and dance energy in a, in a fun way even to his age it's it's amazing so i'm i'm excited to see what uh what musical number Marty Short will bring this time because he always, he always just crushes it. He kills it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm very pumped. Okay. Let's take this next question from also our friend. Ike again would like to know as excited as I am for Steve and Marty this week. I wonder if short will be the one who is doing the most heavy lifting. 
loves Steve to death, but he has been out of the sketch comedy game for a minute. And Marty did have that short-lived variety show with Maya a few years ago. So he seems ready to go. What do you guys think? So do you think we're going to get, you know, more or more Marty than Steve potentially? Carlos, I'll start with you on this one. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like yes is the short answer because, um, and everything I remember Marty being in, uh, can I call him Marty? Marty, can I call you Marty? That's uh, to, well, everything he's been in, I oh, remember that one where he was uh, the queen. He was talking to Bill Hader about the queen's, you know, what? Oh my goodness, that's funny. Uh, he just, yeah, he fits that world. Um, and he's been sketch forever. Like he started, you know, early, early sketch. Um, I just see, yeah, I, I kind of just agree, I guess, with the question. I think he'll do the heavy lifting. I think um, we'll see a little bit uh, from Steve Martin, but I think it's going to be him mainly doing a lot of the sketches. Casey, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think, yeah, one of my first thoughts was going to be, okay, maybe, you know, Steve is getting a little older. He's hit. He's going to retire after only murders in the building. That'll be his last acting role. So maybe even he thinks he needs his best friend, Marty Short, there to prop him up. I mean, he's hosted, you know, all-time classics in the 70s and 80s. And even he's been there a couple times in the 90s and the early 90s and the mid-late 2000s. And, you know, they had their moments, but there was a bit of, you know, what I like to politely call a diminishing returns there. Maybe he, I mean, it's not that he didn't seem into it, but um, I, maybe it was the writing, but it just seemed a little little tired, not quite living up to the hype we built up in our own heads. But Marty Short, he, again, he always brings it. I don't, I don't remember him ever having hosted a bad episode of the times he's hosted. I mean, I can say I just watched the, the 1986 episode that, the last time that Marty Short and Steve Martin co-hosted in 86 with Chevy on Peacock. And, you know, it was great, but it felt like after the monologue, they, and the musical guest intro with the, um, the three amigos salute. I, I can't really remember a time when all three of them were in the same sketch together. It was like, it felt like I wasn't watching one episode. It was like, it's like they all hosted separate episodes that season and you were just watching like a best of star maker tape of 86, 87 edited together with just those three. So, um, uh, yeah, maybe. And Marty has been more active than Steve. I, I maybe Steve wants to do it because he wants to retire with one last SNL episode with, with Marty. So he wants to, maybe he wants to go out of the sketch comedy game on top and give us a real, pull through and give us a real banger of an episode here so um to answer that question yeah maybe marty will be a bigger presence than steve but um yeah like the last time marty was on snl as a cast member it was with his friends his buddies from college billy crystal harry Shear, martin short they made a, it's like they made a pact to do the show together it was sort of a one all for one for all all for one thing so i think Steve knows that about Marty and wants Marty to bring that to possibly his last SNL appearance ever. Yeah. And I will also mention that during the Justin Timberlake hosted episode in 2013, the last time JT hosted, 
uh, we did have Chevy Chase, Martin Short, and Steve Martin all introduce a musical performance that night. So that was another time where we had them all together. And we'll talk about Chevy Chase in just one second. But I will say, uh, this is like sort of a theory that I have. Maybe this is probably the patron feedback show is the right place to put this out there. But I think Saturday Night Live doesn't necessarily want Alec Baldwin to be the all-time lead as host. Oh, you know, 17... 17 times he's hosted two more than Steve Martin. Obviously there was that battle for many years and decades, but I think this is number 16. I think we're going to get number 17, you know, health permitting in a couple years. And I think at that point, I'm not saying that we'll necessarily get 18 from Steve, but I do think that maybe at least he'll be tied for the lead. And then it's sort of like, okay, we can settle on the fact that uh, Steve is the, you know, one of the most hosted in the history of the show. So I, I think that SNL would like that if possible. Interesting theory. Yeah. It, it does, it's more of a question of, you know, does Steve have it in him for one more, let alone two? Does he have it in him to just tie the record rather than just beat it? And is SNL like totally okay with having, with saying all well, the, the all-time hosting record is tied between Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. Are they going to say it's just Steve or it's a, it's a big question mark the more you think about it. Yeah. I will say for the record that has been most talked about on Saturday night live in the history of the show, we have not heard about that in a very long time. So I wonder if that will be addressed potentially, or if Alec is sort of like persona non grata, though I believe last week during the, um, there was a gala that a lot of the SNL cast and uh, Steve was there and Brandy Carlisle and Alec Baldwin was there too. Like, I think he's still sort of in the family a little bit. So it's, mm -hmm. it's a weird situation. I wonder how that will, if it'll ever be addressed. That'll be something to look at. Okay, uh, question from our friend Victor. Chevy Chase cameo, yes or no? So let's uh, rapid fire this one. Casey, we're going to get a Chevy Chase cameo? Nah. I mean, unless it's to for him to celebrate the 25th anniversary of being banned from hosting, because, you know, he was banned for a reason, if you know your SNL history. When, I mean, no, because I think even they're on the outs with him. I mean, when is the last time Chevy Chase is ever contributed something backstage to SNL that wasn't, you know, completely traumatizing to someone. Right. Carlos, what do so you that's think? That's a no. Me? That's a no that Casey. That's a no. Uh yeah, I also say no. It's just there's no reason. I, not for the three of them to be together. Uh he's not gonna go out there. Where does he live? He has to fly. No, that's not gonna happen. Uh and also I don't I don't necessarily want it either. <laughs> I don't think I'm kind of like I'm not taking anything away from his earlier career and Fletch and all the stuff we grew up with, or at least I did. Um, but yeah, not right now. No. They've, yeah. they've got Selena Gomez to do their show. They've moved on with her. Yeah. And yeah. Who, who does that? Chevy have left really. Yeah. I will say, and take this for what you will, I will say that SNL will probably make an effort to get Chevy Chase there. Will it happen? I don't know. I think that they will try to make it happen if possible. Wait, before have it in to make him happen health wise? Yeah, maybe that's none of our business. He did I make him yeah. some like Pittsburgh grocery store to do the the lights from Christmas vacation. So if he could do that, maybe he can make a cameo. Who knows? 
Yeah, he ha- he has some issues because I just heard him on a podcast and he had some recent health issues. So that's another reason yeah. why. It's a sad reason. I'm like I'm going to say also no, but b- that brings me um the opinion up uh, Selena. I forgot about Selena. She she's going to be a cameo, right? How could she not be? Yeah, I think the only reason maybe she that she wouldn't was just because she was on in May and maybe she just like you know doesn't feel the need to. But yeah, if she was there, I mean that that to me is very fun. I think she did yeah. a fantastic job when she hosted. Yeah. Okay. She well, was on all right. Fast but- one day she was. I've just read she said she liked being in New York. She was on Fallon Monday, so I'd be more surprised if it didn't happen at this point. That's, that's fair. Well, speaking of cameos, our friend Ken George Jones will close things out tonight by asking, there is a good chance this week's episode will be very cameo heavy. If this is an episode where much of the current cast has a minimal role, example, the Andy Samberg hosted episode, will you be disappointed or will you write it off as understandable given the circumstances? Carlos, what do you think? I've kind of a boring answer that I've written down that I don't think there's going to be many. I don't think it's going to be a heavy cameo episode at all, actually. Um, I just think in the cycle that we're in and where this episode lands and Marty and and Steve, you know, wanting to take kind of full center um, as much as Steve can. Um, yeah, I don't think it's actually going to be a lot of cameos. I mean, I could be wrong, but I just don't think that's happening. I think they're going to really try to focus on the new cast and again keeping like we were said in the beginning of this episode like the flow going and trying to figuring out what this season is um i think when you throw in a ton of cameos it, it throws a wrench in the plan sometimes um although i want kevin roberts now that we've brought it up that cameo yes please larry david that's the only one i'll say yes to okay casey do you think we're gonna get a cameo heavy episode i mean I would write it off as understandable, but I think maybe the current cast would be more of the most disappointed out of uh, everyone. I would say just cameos relegated to Selena, Maya Rudolph, maybe Nathan Lane or someone who had a supporting role on Only Murders in the Building, and maybe that'll be it. Because I, when I think of Martin Short's episodes with cameos, last time he hosted, he just ran around singing crisp it's the most wonderful time and, oh look in the hallway it's tina fey it's jimmy fallon it's tom hanks it's samuel jackson Kristen wiggs so i mean even for like a brief second you don't want to just load it with that many cameos stick to maybe three at best uh because you know that raises a question of um did what was a real reason besides them having this new show of getting Steve and Marty back because there's this article going around that people are kind of dunking on that says it's basically just, oh, SNL may have a green new cast, but it's the hosts who are the problem. Some critic on Yahoo said, oh, they're just not getting exciting hosts. They're getting like BC level stars until now, but you know, they and, you know, questionable comedians like Chappelle and she was someone just ranking on all the hosts and saying, Oh, Megan the Stallion and Jack Harlow makes sense, but you know, why do we need to see? It? So, I mean, was this? I mean, was this to counter that type of criticism, or just was Definitely this to, they genuinely they genuinely all wanted to do this episode, just to have a really fun episode of SNL, not to just you know win back some of the older critics? So yeah, just if they can balance cameos between you know just cameos for the sake of cameos and just enough cameos to give the new cast time to shine and not just wash out 
most of an already overstuffed cast, I'd be fine with that. But we'll see how they, you know, strike that balance. Yeah, for, for sure not because they they had booked Steve and Marty for like a long time. Right, and I was also going to say, no one's no offense Yahoo, but no one's going off of Yahoo's, you know, whatever article. You know, I did read that same article too, but like, yeah, it's it was booked before that. But yeah, I definitely want to see Selena, and I want to see Larry David because yeah, Kevin Roberts just got to second base with a lady. <laughs> Now okay. you're picturing how epic uh, with Ke- uh, Kevin Roberts sequel with Martin Short and Steve Martin. I know. Be. Let's do it. I'll go Let's tell make it happen. Yeah. I will just say to wrap things up tonight that uh, if we get a cameo heavy episode, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm just so appreciative and thankful that we do get Marty and Steve for this one. I'm very excited for it. Whatever the episode ends up being, I think we should appreciate this. We don't know if Steve Martin will ever host the show again. We don't know if Martin Short will ever host the episode again. I mean, things happen. So, you know, we got to just take this in as we go. There are some, you know, Saturday Night Live is a show that I always believe is meant to be watched live. But if you're ever going to do it, this is the week to do it. Watch it live. Enjoy the process. Enjoy seeing what's presented to you on screen because I think this is an episode that people will look back on for years and years to come. And saying all of that, uh, we're never usually live on Wednesdays nights when these come out. But how about we share on screen, if you're watching on YouTube, the table read pick just came out with uh, Steve and Marty there with the Christmas decorations on home base in the background. So just to get you a little bit hyped and excited, it's happened. So um, very, very fun to have Steve and Marty so looking forward to having them on the show this week and i really enjoyed having the two of you on the show tonight i cannot wait to go back and listen to this one again i'm i really enjoyed the conversation and we have some other fun shows coming up this week before we get to our hot take show so tomorrow night join us for by the numbers that is a show that will be hosted by sammy k and our friend mike murray with special guest jamie burwood that will be tomorrow at 8 30 p.m eastern and then on friday we're going to be releasing a special interview with a guy named mike streeter and he wrote a book on tom schiller who was one of the original writers and film producers on saturday night live wrote some very uh famous films and produced ones about you know john belushi gilder radner phil hartman jan hooks And we got to talk about that and his experience creating the book, getting to interview people like Lauren Michaels, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, Peter Aykroyd, a lot of fun experiences he had uh, back in the day creating this book. And it's just been released on hardcover. So we got to talk to him and that'll come out on Friday. You got to listen to that as a fun little prelude to the weekend. And of course, we'll be back on Saturday night for the hot take show. And it'll be a lot of fun to break down that episode. Carlos, where can the listeners check out everything you are doing? Thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, awesome conversation. You can't see it because my lower third got cut off because we switched to three panel view. But yeah. um, there it is. That's that's where I'm at. I do the TikToks. I make the comedy on the TikToks. I also do it on Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts. But follow me on TikTok. That's my name on TikTok. I make sketches about Starbucks. Weirdly enough, I have a cup. I wasn't planning on that. Talking about brands. If it's funny. Check on, it out. Every that's time. funny, Every right? T- Every time you're on, that happens. All right. Wait, <laughs> now, now it's a bit that I'm going back to. I, I apologize. Yeah, Follow me on TikTok. Recurring characters. Uh, th- yeah, check out Carlos and everything he's doing. Casey, thanks for joining us tonight. So great to get to hear from you. Where can listeners check out everything you got going on and your wonderful blog? Yeah, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Kellingsworth27 while Twitter's still around. I'll be tweeting out links to my blog every week there. Um, you can find me at 
kck27 on instagram i'm not as active there yet but uh, you can find me on discord i've got many servers i could i mean i started my own weird al discord server i could send you an invite to that and i could be a gateway to other snl discord servers for you there and and hey i'd also like to plug my upcoming appearances on uh, that week in snl with andrew dick and snl nerds with john and darren um they have not invited me yet we have not scheduled any fun. <laughs> but nice like like carlos and kiki told us this past week you gotta manifest stuff if you really want it so catch me on those and rabbit trail with tj and i'm manifesting I, myself working with sarah sherman very soon too so let's let's all do it you're on those shows too yes I and i will make a million dollars okay well uh, all right. oh I, you went to money all right you went to money okay yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> very excited to catch all those appearances down the road, Casey, and everything you got going on, Carlos, as well. Thanks for the chat for joining us on this Wednesday evening for Casey and Carlos. My name is John Schneider from the Saturday Night Network. We will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.